This archived broadcast of Janet Meffer Today is brought to you by Preborn. For $140, you can provide ultrasounds to five women in crisis pregnancies. Call now, 855-402-BABY. That's 855-402-2229 or JanetMefford.com. This is Janet Mefford Today. Our confidence is in Christ alone. Are we going to stand with God come what may? If the Word of God says it, I believe it! And that's the way it is. And now, here is Janet Mefford. Thank you so much for being with us again. Here is a general rule of thumb. If the human rights campaign thinks government has just done something wonderfully groundbreaking, well, you can be sure that it was something bad. The HRC is the world's biggest pro-LGBT lobbying group. And here was its headline on Inauguration Day. President Biden issues most substantive, wide-ranging LGBTQ executive order in U.S. history. Are you nervous yet? You should be because the executive order to which HRC is referring is one that, as Alliance Defending Freedom put it, just ensured women and girls are no longer protected in sports, in locker rooms, or in other contexts. And that, unfortunately, is just the beginning of the tsunami of pro-LGBT orders and policies and personnel decisions that are all on the horizon during a Biden presidency. We're going to talk about it with Peter LaBarbera, president of Americans for Truth About Homosexuality. So glad to have you with us, Peter, we need you more than ever right now. Oh, thank you, Janet. You too. And boy, it's this is scary. It really is. Let's talk about this executive order. This is, it's, I mean, we knew it was coming. It's called the Executive Order on Preventing and Combating Discrimination on the Basis of Gender Identity or Sexual Orientation. What are your thoughts on this whole thing? This is a reinterpretation, an instruction to federal agencies to reinterpret federal laws and regulations that prohibit sex discrimination, including Title IX, to include gender identity. Explain this for folks what this is about. Well, uh, this this piggybacks off the awful Boztok ruling, um, which was by Neil Gorsuch, who was appointed by Trump. Remember that ruling, which redefined sex discrimination ridiculously to apply to transgenders. And so, what uh, that that was focusing on employment discrimination and made it basically a civil right. So it redefined sex discrimination and civil rights. And what Biden has done is he's now applying that to anything with any federal connection. And so. Uh, now, if, for example, there's a school that takes federal funds or in some way is connected to the federal government, that school could be forced uh, through this executive order or at least face a lawsuit uh, to uh, apply the Biden uh, transgender ideology, which is essentially uh, t- looking at things from transgender activist perspective and not uh, a normal perspective. And, and so they're going to use any federal connection they have, essentially, to promote this uh, gender confusion writ large. Uh, and I think the biggest victims are, of course, the girls who uh, will now be forced to occupy pri- what used to be private female spaces with biological males who are pretending think that they're girls. Well, and not only that, but hearkening back to the days when Obama was president, the letter that was sent to the public schools and some of the initiation of these kinds of rules for locker rooms and bathrooms, there are still lawsuits ongoing, as far as I know, about some of these instances where it wasn't a boy who was confused thinking he was a girl going into the bathroom. In some cases, it was boys who were taking advantage of the loophole to go into the bathroom and assault young girls. I mean, this is just going to ramp up the danger for girls, isn't it? 
Sure, and and we have to remember a lot. Gay activists make a point of saying that not all not, a, a man, say a biological, just to get the terms right, a biological male who becomes a quote transgender woman. Now, Janet, do you know that a lot of these so-called transgender women who remember are actually men? They are sexually attracted to women. Yes. And then sometimes they call themselves lesbians, even though they're men. It's like a bad rerun of that joke of, of a lesbian trapped in a man's body. <laughs> only, the, only the joke, you can't joke in America anymore because reality is, is uh, worse than the jokes. And so mm-hmm. you're talking about people who still identify themselves as attracted to females going into female spaces. It's absolutely absurd. And Biden is radically committed to this agenda. Well, he is. I want to go through a couple of lines in this executive order because I want to show people just how dishonest this is. It says every person should be treated with respect and dignity and should be able to live without fear, no matter who they are or whom they love. And I would like to add to that, except girls. Because if every right. person should be treated with dignity and respect, then the government should be enacting policies and laws that respect the dignity of girls and the privacy of girls. And I'm sure you agree with that. Absolutely. Well said. Yes. And yeah, where's the dignity of being forced to occupy uh, a private female space or on the other side for, for men? Um, you know, when when man, when, when God is, we're in the post-Christian world and there's no truth anymore, then basically government sets the rules. And that's what's happening here. And unfortunately, the Democrat Party is beholden to not just the gay movement, bisexual, lesbians, but they are radically committed to this transgender cause. And Janet, I got to tell you, I guess we're going to talk about this later, but I had no idea until I started deeply researching Biden how incredibly committed he is to this transgender agenda. Yeah, I want to get into that. I want to go through a few more lines of this executive order, though, so hang on to that thought. Here's another line in this. Children should be able to learn without worrying about whether they will be denied access to the restroom, the locker room, or school sports. Okay, first of all, nobody is denied access to bathrooms or locker rooms. It's just that they are sex-specific, and by the way, sex-specific sports don't discriminate against any children unless they aren't good enough to make the team. So this is a lie. It's all, oh, they have to worry that nowhere in the school will they be allowed to go to the bathroom. I mean, this is just a total lie. Right. And then the biggest lie, I mean, just apply it to to girls' athletics. I mean, this is sanctioning effectively sanctioning discrimination against girls and women in sports. Oh, yeah. Because if you're allowing biological males to compete against girls and women, they have a natural advantage. They're faster, they're bigger, they're stronger. And and and, and the gay activists and the, and the transgender activists try to deny that, but everybody sees it. And this is going to basically facilitate it. And Janet, remember, this is important. In the Democratic debates all through the whole presidential cycle, I don't think there was one time where a journalist actually asked a question from that perspective, taking the side of the girls and the women who are going to be forced to compete against guys. The journalists always threw up transgender softballs to people like Joe Biden so they could say how pro-transgender they were. Well, going back to the federal civil rights Act. I mean, when we're talking about, you know, Title IX and Title VII, the Bostock decision that you referenced, the language there wasn't it was about you can't discriminate on the basis of sex. So isn't this actually a violation of federal civil rights law instead of upholding it and expanding it? 
Yeah, and I think we're going to see more lawsuits. There are already lawsuits surrounding the, 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 the women's and sports and girls' sports angle. But um, absolutely, none of it makes sense. And Neil Gorsuch, of course, he's the one who, who paved the way for this because obviously what Biden and his team are doing is just saying, okay, look, let's take that Bosdock ruling. Let's get the maximum impact of it in all federal agencies with any connection. And we all know how big the federal government and how vast its reach is. And they're going to use everything they can. And it's going to be like Obama on steroids, whereas Obama would sue schools. Obama did this. I think in Minneapolis was one where Obama and Eric Holder sued a school district. You're going to see more of that, only it's even going to be worse under Biden. Oh, it is. Here's another one. Adults should be able to earn a living and pursue a vocation knowing that they will not be fired, demoted or mistreated because of whom they go home to. This is directed, I would imagine, primarily at Christian schools because I've been you know, searching the Internet for years trying to find any case outside of a, a Christian school, or a, you know, evangelical school or a Catholic school where somebody was fired for being gay or transgender. That's the only category I've ever seen. So really, is this not an attack on Christian schools or, or potentially Christian ministries? Absolutely. Um, and, you know, we all know that, uh, well, at least we do, that <laughs> the LGBT activists just call it religious-based discrimination. To them, uh, discrimination, in other words, if you make a decision based on your faith, whether it's Christianity, Orthodox, Judaism, Mormonism, if you make a decision, you say, for example, we don't believe that two men can get married, they term that religious-based discrimination, and they are crusading against such so-called discrimination. So they redefine everything according to their self-serving agenda, what we call living out our faith, and and a school, a Christian school, living out its charter, they term religious-based discrimination. Tell you what, we got to run to a break. We'll be back with Peter LaBarbera talking about the brave new world of LGBT action under President Biden. Stay with us. The healthcare open enrollment period has ended in most states. Did you miss it? Don't go a whole year without having a healthcare program. Sign up for Liberty HealthShare. As a member of Liberty HealthShare, you're part of a community that comes together to share their medical expenses. You can sign up now with memberships starting as early as the following month, and there are no contracts or commitments. Programs start as low as $349 per month, and there's no network, so you can choose your own doctors and hospitals. Liberty HealthShare is a nonprofit ministry, not in insurance. So your money goes toward helping other members with their eligible medical expenses. And in your time of need, other members are there for you too. You can feel good knowing you're part of a community of like-minded individuals who understand the importance of people coming together to bear one another's burdens. Find out more at libertyhealthshare.org JMT. That's libertyhealthshare.org JMT or 855-585-4237. This is Janet Mefford for Bible League International. Mabel walks 18 miles to church every Sunday. She lives in Zimbabwe, where churches are widely scattered in remote regions of this African country. That's one reason why she travels so far. The other reason she walks nine miles each way is that the gospel has truly captured her heart. After coming to faith in Jesus Christ, Mabel reads and studies her Bible, and she's discovered that the gospel is meant to be shared with others. 
So with the help of Bible League International, she's learning to share her faith and she's helping to see a church develop closer to her village. Bibles are desperately needed in Africa and around the world right now. And you can send one to a Bibleist believer today for only $5 or $50 will send 10 Bibles. Become a Bible sender today by calling 800-YES-WORD. That's 800-YES-W-O-R-D. 800-YES-WORD. Or there's a banner to click at JanetMefford.com. You're listening to Janet Mefford today. And now, here's Janet. Don't forget, during this Sanctity of Human Life Month, we are trying to save 350 babies, courtesy of the Ministry of Preborn. You can make a big difference in a baby's life and in her mom's life as well. $28 will fund one free ultrasound for a woman in a crisis pregnancy. So when she comes into that crisis pregnancy center and isn't sure whether or not she wants to go through with an abortion, your donation will make sure that she gets an ultrasound. And eight out of 10 times when a woman has an ultrasound, she will choose life. It's the most direct way to save save human lives. Here's the number to call 855-402-BABY, 855-402-BABY or 855-402-2229. There's also a banner to click at JanetMefford.com and we thank you so much for your generosity. Peter LaBarber from Americans for Truth about homosexuality is my guest. We are discussing some of the LGBT agenda that is now being put into place under President Biden. No surprise. We warned about this, Peter. I want to go back to one section of this executive order that is stripping away the rights of women and girls to feel safe in locker rooms and bathrooms and to have sports with other girls and have a fighting chance of being able to win in some of these sports. Here's another line in this executive order. And it says, I'd read part of it before about adults should be able to earn a living. You know, they they shouldn't be fired or demoted or mistreated because of whom they go home to. Or the second part, because how they dress does not conform to sex-based stereotypes. Now, think about this for a minute. Jack Phillips went through how many lawsuits trying to say as a Christian business owner, I do not refuse service to homosexuals. I just don't want to make a wedding cake that communicates something that I fundamentally disagree with as a Christian. Then they came back after him multiple times. They had him do a tranny cake, transgender cake and this kind of stuff utterly harassed this man. They've harassed Christians around the country who operate wedding venues. We've seen so many stories like this. But they, at the same time, on the left, are the same ones who are saying, well, big tech can censor conservatives and banks can refuse to do business with President Trump because those are private companies. So again, we're seeing the hypocrisy. They don't want anybody who's a Christian who says this is against my conscience to communicate a message that there's such a thing as a so-called gay wedding. But if big tech silences people and dehumanizes people, I should say, in some way, that's fine. So again, the left is just not really concerned about hypocrisy, it would seem. Right. All of a sudden, they're they're for uh, corporate rights when it's these monopoly, these giant monopoly, big tech companies. But uh, little bakery, you know, run by a Christian, Jack Phillips, a very heroic Christian, I would add. Uh, all of a sudden, oh, no, no, that's we, we must clamp down. And, and the hypocrisy is everywhere. It's been like that from the beginning with the homosexual lobby. Okay, well, let's go to some of the personnel decisions of President Biden. One of the most noteworthy cases here is Dr. Rachel Levine, formerly Richard Levine. And I have seen a lot of people look at his picture and say, you got to be kidding me because there's nothing feminine about the man except his long hair. Uh, He is 
supposed to be serving as the new assistant secretary of health at Department of at the Department of Health and Human Services. He would run the office of the assistant secretary of health, which oversees the nation's public health policy. Now, what's interesting to me about this, Peter, is the fact that when he has served in Pennsylvania, he was in big trouble with a lot of people. And in fact, there was a state senator who was trying to get him to resign because of the actions that he took during the pandemic, sending COVID-19 patients back into nursing homes, a la Governor Andrew Cuomo in New York. Right. But but he pulled his mom from that. <laughs> oh, yeah. He pulled it. Yeah. Tell people about Tell not people as, about not that. Not his mom. Yeah. That's that's the big controversy. He was putting uh, patients back in uh, into nursing homes, uh, COVID patients. And um, and yet he he pulled his mom out, and so from a from a policy standpoint, he was Cuomo, the same as Cuomo. It was not it was not from a, a it was very poor policy, as as uh, I'll quote Ben Shapiro. He said his his policy performance was garbage, um, and yet we know why he was picked. Sure, right? yeah, he was picked because he's a guy in a dress. Uh, you know, he, he's he's this one of the promises which. LGBTQ activists from the Human Rights Campaign and other organizations such as the National Transgender uh, NCTE, National Center for Transgender Equality, which is the big pro-transgender lobby, uh, they wanted high-level picks that were transgender. And so Rachel Levine is that pick. And even though, to me, he looks like the caricature of a dude with a wig on, with a a lady's wig on. I'm sorry to say that, but that's how I feel. And uh, he's not attractive. He, he, He doesn't even pass as a woman, the press is treating him as, how dare you say he's anything other than a woman? Well, you know what? I'm getting tired of this. And you and I were talking about this off the air recently. And I said, I- I'm pretty hard to offend. I have fairly thick skin. But I am so tired of she and her being forced on everybody's throats when we're clearly referring to a man who needs help. He needs some health you know, guidance himself from a doctor or some qualified medical professional who will help him deal with some of his gender confusion. And I feel sorry for him, but I get offended as a woman. It is not enough to call yourself a woman just because you put a wig on or you put on a a coat of lipstick. And I I think there are more women now, Peter, I don't know if you've seen this in your experience, who are getting really sick and tired of this. We're the women over here. We we have the double X chromosomes. Don't try to tell me that I have to say she because I won't. I will not. It's demeaning, and the whole he/she pronoun gig is nothing but societal control. Yeah, that's what they're doing. They know if you control the language, you control the culture, yeah. and that's what it's all about. And notice how they're always try- trying to shift the the right and wrong. It's wrong if you don't adhere to their peculiar pronoun uh, ideology. And and you, if you look at liberals, all these pro-LGBT liberals, they all put their he, she, you know, the, the really rabid ones. And it's just ridiculous. And it's nothing but groupthink. But here's the problem. Biden is going to try to enforce it with the heavy hand of the federal government. What about the pronoun issue, though, too, going back to the executive order? I mean, that's got to be closely coming because you have already had a situation. I know I think it was on the East Coast where a teacher was fired for not using the wrong pronouns to refer to a transgender who insisted on calling the person by his, I think it was a boy, original he, because that's what he is. He's a boy, lost his job. He got fired. That I would imagine that's going to be one of the next moves as well is making sure that, you know, across the board, people use the left determining you know, pronouns, which are the wrong ones, making people lie. Right. 
It's, it's like the, the book of Isaiah, good is evil and evil is good. Yeah. Absolutely. We're already seeing it in big tech. Everything we see in big tech will come into this government mandated policy. And you're right. If you say Rachel Levine is really a man, uh, you've in the, in the eyes of the left, you've committed an almost unforgivable sin. Yeah. Right. They want to reeducate the entire population to their crazy, uh, newfangled theories about sex and gender. Well, I'm not going to. I'm concerned about real sin, not made up sin by progressives. I have no interest. It was interesting to the Washington. Can I say something about that real sin? Yep. Uh, Biden, that's what's so interesting to me when I when I started digging in on Biden is he thinks the sin is not facilitating the transgender identity. Mm. He calls it being who you are. <sighs> and so he, he specifically said in an interview with a transgender activist that that's the sin. Wow. So he's flipped sin. Yeah. And God made male and female. And if you are if you are saying, I'm, I'm sorry, God, I'm, I'm really the opposite sex, you're really rejecting God's wonderful creation in the most personal way possible. And rather than that being wrong, what Joe Biden's saying, oh, if you don't treat the person who says he's the opposite gender, he says that's the sin. Right. I've got the quote right here, actually. I'll read it for people. This was an interview that he did in 2019 with the executive director of the National Center for Transgender Equality, a man, Mara Keesling, uh, another non-feminine man. And Biden said in the context of this interview, the Lord said, this is Biden saying this, The Lord said, what you're doing to the least of my children, you're doing to me. Okay, out of context. We're all God's children. Who is to judge you whether or not you're lesbian, gay or trans? Who is to make that judgment, especially if it's done from your heart? What? And then he goes on to say the idea that someone can tell you that you can't be who you are in your heart and your soul is just wrong. That's the sin. The sin is not being LGBTQ. The sin is not allowing you to be who you are in your heart. Basically, this is an incredibly postmodern statement. And additionally, you know, in addition to being theologically vacuous, it's totally postmodern. Who you are in your heart is who you are. Baloney. You, you are biologically male or female, period, end of story, and everybody can tell. That, that, that's not right. up for debate. And yet his spokesman says he's a devout Catholic. Yeah, who's, denied, who's denied communion? They don't like to add that part. <laughs> because uh, you know, reading <laughs> Joe Biden's, I think the only thing sacred to him on this issue is the LGBTQ agenda. Oh, for sure. That seems very sacred. I hate to destroy that word, but that's what he seems to, I mean, that has the preeminence in his mind. I had no idea he was so sold out to the transgender, transsexual agenda. Why do you think that is? I, I think, well, let's face it. First of all, it's politically self-serving. Yeah. He knows where his bread is buttered politically. Uh, the homosexual, bisexual, transgender agenda is now sacrosanct in democratic circles. And so it's a powerful force within that party. And but I think he's also just very dumbed down in the way he thinks about, you know, that when, when you, the part you read, what you're doing to the least of these in my children, you're doing he says, what you're doing to the least in my children, you're doing to me. I mean, we're all God's children. So he applies that verse to transgender <sighs> agenda. Yeah. But he doesn't apply it to unborn babies mm. who are innocent and defenseless and being aborted systematically in the womb. He doesn't apply the least of these to the pro-life movement, to unborn, because it doesn't fit his politics. 
You're right. And that's that's a glaring error that he's making, not to mention the fact that we're not all God's children. We're all created in his image. But the only way we become God's children is through faith in Jesus Christ. And the Bible says that we are adopted into the family of God. And that's what the Bible actually stresses and what people need to understand. These people take the Bible and try to use it as a battering ram against Christians. Unfortunately for them, we know our Bibles better than they do. And I think that that's really, really important. I'm talking with Peter LaBarber from Americans for Truth about homosexuality. And this is Janet Mefford today. This archived broadcast of Janet Mefford Today is brought to you by Preborn. For $140, you can provide ultrasounds to five women in crisis pregnancies. Call now, 855-402-BABY. That's 855-402-2229 or JanetMefford.com. This is Janet Mefford Today. And now, here's your host, Janet Mefford. Welcome back. Buckle your seatbelts. It's going to be a bumpy ride, folks. But the Lord is still sovereign. And don't you forget it, because there's nothing more important for Christians right now than to remember who really is the King of Kings and Lord of Lords. That's not just a throwaway line. That is the truth from God's word. Peter LaBarber is with us this hour talking about the LGBT agenda on steroids during Obama's third term. Oh, wait a minute. I mean, Joe Biden's first term. So, Peter, we were talking about some of these personnel decisions that President Biden has made. We were discussing this transgender individual from Pennsylvania, this Richard Levine, now called Rachel Levine. Let's talk a little bit just for a couple minutes about Pete Buttigieg. Of course, he had a failed attempt to become president and the presidential nominee. Uh, But he is on tap to become the transportation secretary. Already he said that he'd be okay with a gas tax. I'm thinking, okay, great. So we're going to get $5 a gallon gas, $6 a gallon gas, because, you know, Biden's already cut off some 60,000 jobs because he won't renew the Keystone Pipeline agreement. And uh, Pete Buttigieg, what does he know about transportation exactly? Yeah, what does he know? And, and, uh, God help the uh, the farmer who uh, calls the trans transportation bureaucrat who is a uh, transgender by the wrong pronoun. They might throw the book at him uh, with heavy fines. I mean, Pete Buttigieg was, I think, uh, the prototype of the obnoxious gay activist. Remember how he blamed God oh, yeah. uh, for his homosexuality, yeah. which is the latest trick, and that's effectively what Joe Biden does. We just we just read the quotes from Biden. So Biden's all on board for um, people's homosexuality and transgender so-called identity. Uh, that's all God. That's part of God. So they, Buddha Judge, sanctimoniously redefined God to fit his besetting sin to help him rationalize his homosexual behavior. He's supposedly married to a man because our decrepit law in the United States now permits that. But of course, in the eyes of God, he's not really married. Um, This is the guy who's our transportation secretary. And again, this is all about fulfilling the LGBT quota. Biden promised it. He's delivering on it. It, I mean, he was a mayor of a small city. I mean, how is he qualified? Poorly run small city. He didn't even run a state for crying out loud. He wasn't even a governor. He wasn't even a U.S. senator. I mean, he doesn't. How does he have the chops? And this is what it comes down to. He's got the chops. If if what it comes down to is what your identity is in the LGBTQ community, that's all that really counts. 
Right. And, and, and the reason he's the worst is he lectures us in favor of LGBTQ ideology using his Christianity, his fake Christianity to do it. It's insufferable. Now we can just picture him. It's bad enough it's going to be coming from Biden, but we're actually going to see our transportation secretary probably making these these false gay Christian so-called references out in the hustings because that's what, I mean, let's face it, that's his number one selling point. That's why the media loved him. They loved him because he was an open homosexual and, you know, good with words. And he was, you know, that's, so, I mean... Everywhere we turn now, because of the Democrats especially, we're going to be getting these LGBTQ lectures. Yeah, here's another one. Antony Blinken, he is the pick for the Secretary of State, and he has already promised during his confirmation hearings that he'll name an envoy for LGBTQI rights. This is one of the gay websites that writes about this. So I guess we have to tack I on now because that acronym wasn't long enough. Also wants to... And that's intersex, right? Yes, and then he also wants to allow U.S. embassies to go back to flying rainbow flags, reversing Trump... The Trump administration's policy. And I'll tell you what, regardless of what you believe, and my listeners are smart, so we know we're all on the same page, but regardless of what you believe, is it not appropriate for an embassy, for a country to fly that country's flag? Why in the world would you fly a pride flag when clearly there's a difference of opinion and it has nothing to do with the nation you're representing? Or does it? Right. Well, yeah, they even snuck that in under Trump, remember, but but it was much more widespread, and now it's <sighs> going to be everywhere. And yes. and the bad thing here is that America's pollution gets spread across the world. Now, what I mean by that is Ronald Reagan said we were he, his goal was for us to be the shining city on the hill. But when you're promoting abortion on demand and not just homosexuality, but gender rebellion and gender confusion, and you're doing it in the name of pride and even Christianity now with Biden, and, and Buttigieg, I mean, you are you are spreading sin around the world in the name of the USA. Yeah, it's horrible. It it is. And how long will the Lord be patient, Peter? That's that's the question. Yeah, it's it's so depressing, and and, and it's even made more so because I don't even think this this whole administration is legitimate. Yes, uh, given right. all the problems of of the election. Right. Right. Although Marjorie Taylor Greene did introduce articles of impeachment against Joe Biden. So maybe when they do the impeachment trial uh, against President Trump, they can do, you know, two trials at once and save some time. Well, now that you mention it, I've been wondering how aggressive are Republicans going to be in contesting a lot of these homosexual transgender appointees? And what about the Equality Act? It doesn't seem it seems to me it's already people are already starting to see it as a fait accompli. I still continue to say that the lobbying group that instills the most fear in everybody is big gay. I, do you concur? Oh, absolutely. I mean, nobody and, wants and to say anything ever. That, and I'll tell you, Janet, and maybe you feel the same way. When I started researching Biden big time on this issue, I really thought it used to be that the transgender thing was sort of what came along with the lesbian, gay, bisexual, right? Mm-hmm. Even Barney Frank, the, the famous homosexual congressman, once put down the, the transgender because he said they, they sort of got in the way of the gay agenda. Now, to, to see Biden sucking up to the big transgender movement, I'm talking about his interview with the National uh, Center for Transgender Equality, Mara Kiesling, who is a man pretending to be a woman. I mean, he, he basically said in that interview that, He's, he was bragging that his administration will help fund these transsexual surgeries, these yeah. awful body disfiguring surgeries. He, he threw that out there. He, he, he's, he's all in 
for this transgender agenda, and I think he's counting on the media to shield him from criticism on this. What's interesting is this woman, Sarah McBride, uh, this is actually a man, who worked as the national press secretary for the human rights campaign and also worked for Beau Biden, curiously enough, uh, is now advocating for this Delaware Gender Identity Non-Discrimination Act. And I, I don't know what the deal is with that particular piece of legislation. This is from a little bit ago, but if this is somebody who is working with the Biden family in some capacity, is that not also having an effect on the president? If he's hanging around people who are actually professing to be female, although male, that breaks down people's barriers very effectively if they are not grounded in the truth. Absolutely. And the homosexual movement has been very, and now the transgender movement has been very good at using personnel to influence policy. Yes. And Sarah McBride, just a little background, is a, a Delaware uh, transgender activist. I think they knew it. Well, it, it's Sarah, but it's a man. OK, so I'm going to say him. I'm going to I'm not going to change my pronouns uh, based on politics. I'd kick so, you off if you did. So good. Right. For you. <laughs> so if I do, it's by accident. Janet. It's OK. So so the Bidens knew him before he transitioned. And this has become a very, I mean, Joe Biden mentioned Sarah McBride as, as obviously having a huge effect on his family because she worked with his now deceased son, uh, Bo Biden, and she, she uh, helped pass gender identity uh, legislation in um, Delaware. And this is a very hardcore activist, very uh, young. She just, he, he just won uh, office in Delaware, but uh, obviously had a huge impact on the family. And uh, th- there's this is I think you could multiply this tenfold because uh, when you, when you watch Biden when he speaks at the human rights campaign, which has become uh, a rite of, of passage for every Democratic politician in national politics, they speak at the human rights campaign. He's very friendly with the former Chad Griffin, who used to run it. Yes. You know, he yes. this is a politician who is in very tight with the LGBTQ lobby. And that doesn't bode well for this nation. No, it certainly doesn't. And it was interesting. I was meaning to bring up this Washington Post article that air, uh, ran last week, and it's so slanted. And it even points out that Rachel Levine, Richard Levine, who became Rachel Levine, um, actually was on the board of a gay rights group, uh, Equality Pennsylvania. So this was a person who was already an activist before taking office. And this has been true so many different times. It's just par for the course. Yeah. We're going to take a break, though. Hang on, Peter. We'll be back right after this on Janet Meffer Today. Hi, this is Janet Mefford, and in January, we are honoring the preborn and the more than 60 million babies whose lives have been tragically ended through abortion. The Ministry of Preborn is the direct competition to Planned Parenthood and the largest provider of free ultrasounds in the country. By equipping pregnancy centers with free ultrasounds, Preborn is able to meet abortion-minded women at their darkest hour and shine the light of Jesus. You see, when a young mom considering abortion walks into a preborn center, it's a divine appointment where 
where she encounters the love of Christ and the opportunity to meet the beautiful life growing inside of her. I feel like it was meant for me to have this faith. This is something God gave me for a reason. 80% of women in crisis choose life after meeting their baby on ultrasound. Would you please join with Preborn and Janet Meffer today to help save 350 babies? For $140, you can sponsor five ultrasounds. All gifts are tax deductible. To donate, call 855-402-BABY. That's 855-402-2229. Or there's a banner to click at JanetMeffer.com. Maybe I can just have my baby. It don't matter what nobody says. The Ministry of Preborn is seeking heroes right now who will partner with them to give the gift of life to babies in crisis. Preborn believes it is God's heart to save the preborn from the abortion genocide. Would you please join with Preborn and all of us here at Janet Meffer today to help choose life for 350 babies? All gifts are tax deductible and 100% of your gift goes toward the cause of life. One ultrasound session costs $28 and for a gift of $140, you can sponsor Sponsor five ultrasounds, but any gift of any amount will help. $100, $200, or even a gift of $15,000 will buy an ultrasound machine. Call 855-402-BABY, 855-402-2229, or there's a banner to click at JanetMefford.com. You're listening to Janet Mefford today, and now here's Janet. Welcome back. Peter LaBarber from Americans for Truth about homosexuality is with me. We're talking about already... We're seeing President Biden doing the bidding of the human rights campaign. Get ready, ready for all of this big gay activism on steroids. You thought Obama was bad. Hold on to your hat. This is just crazy. The Washington Post I was mentioning, and I know you saw this also, Peter. The media doesn't even attempt to tell the other side of the story. There was a day, it seems so quaint now, they would actually do a story on homosexuality or some kind of homosexual issue pertaining to legislation. And they would do crazy things like quoting Tony Perkins from the Family Research Council for an opposing view or Penny Nance from Concerned Women for America. Nowadays, why would you talk to some kind of crazy family activist? Those people are just bigots. And I'm thinking this is how you brainwash a country. Right. Janet, believe it or not, they used to call me for the other side. Oh, wow. Um, Wow. (laughs) You? That's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, there was a long profile of me in the Washington uh, Post feature section. So there was a time when you're absolutely right. Now, think of how far we've come. Not only do they not get any uh, opposing view on homosexuality, they don't even do it on transgender. This Washington Post article you're citing, it's, the headline is Biden selects transgender doctor Rachel Levine as assistant health secretary. There is not one iota of criticism, I mean, in, from a quoted source of a critic. No, not one. It's all not one. transgender and homosexual activists. Right. Right, which means the reporters and, the reporters are activists. That's what people well, need yeah, to understand. That's the, that's the latest thing. We could do a whole show on that, Janet. The latest phenomenon is the news organizations have their like their little you know every homosexual, for example, homosexual reporter is usually part of the the gay uh, employee group. They have their gay employee and trans employee group reporters report on LGBT issues which is a total conflict of interest, yeah. right? No bias Those here. are the ones they're assigning to those stories. And this, this story that came out in the Washington Post is just, it, you, it's a textbook lesson 
in one-sided gay journalism. It's bad journalism. It's not journalism. And I don't know anything about these particular reporters. I'm not saying any of them are transgender or homosexual, but they're activists just the same because having been trained as a journalist, and I know you know what is going on with journalism too, Peter, this is not how you're trained. Maybe they do it in J schools now, you know, take your pet cause and just tell one side of the story. But that was not how I was trained. You know, I don't want to run out of time here. I want to jump to some of these other things that are coming down the pike concerning the Biden administration. You already mentioned these operations, these sex change operations, uh, transgenders in the military, that's going to come back. And and most likely we're going to see taxpayer funded surgeries. I'm wondering when they don't work and when these people are still unhappy, if we're going to have to then you know, pay for surgery to reverse them. Um, but we also, as you mentioned, we right, have the- can I say one thing on that? Mm-hmm. This, this is like the partial birth abortion of the, of the LGBTQ issue. Good point. Um, Americans do not want to pay for these awful operations, which are so grotesque and sickening and revolting that we can't even describe yeah. them on radio. No. And yet, through the military and through Affordable Care Act, the Obamacare, Biden specifically said it in an interview with Mary Kiesling, they are going to push this. And I think this is the point where we have to say no. I, I agree. Also, they want to appoint openly LGBTQ justices, judges, executive officials and ambassadors. You're going to see a lot more of that. But let's talk very quickly about this one, Peter. This will hurt Christians, and it's already hurt friends of ours, like Stephen Black, but prohibiting the practice of what they love to call conversion therapy is a fraudulent business practice. They have been going state to state, banning what they like to call conversion therapy. It's just talk therapy for people with unwanted same-sex attraction or people who have been sexually abused, and they're very confused and in trauma, and they need some help. They want all that help to go away on a national level. Do you believe they'll get it? I, I don't know on that one. I'm, I'm not ho- very hopeful in the sense that um, they, there's been such a push and so many Republicans like Chris Christie have caved. Um, but, you know, I'm on the page right now, Janet, looking at the Biden promises for the LGBTQ movement when he was running. Yeah. And right on the, the, the top one, and I'm looking at two of them. One is banning what you just read, banning so-called conversion therapy. That's their boogeyman word for talk therapy for people with unwanted attractions. And we know wonderful people like David Pickup who've been help and helping people with, with helping them out of those unwanted attractions, helping yes. them adjust and, and recover the life. Uh, of, of a normal sexual behavior that they want before God. So they have the, he has banning conversion therapy, but right under that one, Janet, is guess what? Restoring federal funding for Planned Parenthood. So this is an administration which has everything completely backwards. They want to they wanna fund the abortion providers, the abortionists, yet they want to ban uh, therapy, which in many instances for Christians, uh, Christians support it, uh, for people wanting to get out of homosexuality and transgenderism. While talking about God the whole time and taking scripture out of context. I had to throw that in there. Yes. Yes. And and, and Janet, you know, there's I, I don't have a list in front of me, but there's the, the list of demands from the homosexual transgender lobby is incredible. One of them, some of them apply to, you know, they want to punish through accreditation and other means schools yes. that do not cave into their agenda. They yep. have ways to do that. Yep. 
Yep. Destroy Christian schools. Why wouldn't they? Because going back to what I said earlier, when you're talking about homosexuals who have lost their jobs, that's pretty much the only category in the last decade that has really engaged in that. And rightly so. They're allowed to have the beliefs that they have as Christians, Roman Catholics, what have you. That's their private school. So it would seem that the next move on the part of Big Gay is make sure that we don't you know, accredit these schools. And what that does is then it discourages families from sending their kids there because they won't be able to go to an accredited school and they're looking ahead to be able to go to college and so forth and so on. That will kill the Christian education movement, I think. Right. And, and so every school has to become like Hillsdale, but how many are bold enough to do that? And we've already yeah. seen the many lawsuits already. We've seen Catholic schools, for example, when one of the teachers is, is discovered to be a homosexual and have, have engaged in a so-called gay marriage, gay wedding ceremony, so, so-called. Um, they are trying to say if a school takes action, because that, that teacher, remember, once, they, once their homosexuality becomes known, that they are outside, you know, if they were in a gay marriage, so-called, that's outside of the school's charter, and yet homosexual activists are saying that that is discrimination, and should and they're trying to basically effectively hamstring schools from enforcing their own faith charters. It's just so wrong. Whatever happened to the First Amendment? And, it, you know, it makes me so mad when I think about the Supreme Court, which is was supposed to be more conservative with the appointment of people like Neil Gorsuch turning and doing the wrong thing. Again, we're back to the same issue that you and I have discussed before, which is don't count on the GOP or the Democrat Party to do the right thing, the biblical thing when it comes to this issue. It's going to take Christians getting off some of these other issues that we have been good on and putting more attention on this one. I am all for the emphasis on pro-life and people who listen to my show know that, how much we love fighting for the lives of the preborn. But at the same time, if Christians don't start to come together and focus more on this agenda, they are going to be shocked by what it does to our churches and our schools and our ministries. I don't think most people even know what's coming. And I know you would agree there needs to be way more attention on this issue from rank and file Christians and Christian ministries, too. Right. And I think they're going to have to put pressure on people like Josh Hawley and and Senator Ted Cruz and Marsha Blackburn. I mean, there has got to be pressure brought to bear because I don't think these politicians so many times have it in them to fight because they're, this is such a powerful lobby. Yes. And it is so politically correct. And the media is 1000 percent on the side of the LGBTQ lobby. Yeah. And so it's going to have to take pressure to help stiffen the backs of our of the pro-family politicians who are claiming that they actually you know are on our side let's see if they are well here's a really good analogy joe scheidler who is called the godfather of the pro-life movement just died and he was a hero for the the pro-life cause i marched with him i did a protest with him years ago in front of cook county hospital when they were instituting taxpayer-funded abortion and i've interviewed him and so forth wonderful pro-life hero when he started doing what he was doing everybody said who cares about roe it's a woman's choice this is a dead issue no one cares you can't win this and he kept going and going and going and look where the pro-life movement is now those politicians who would say the same thing about the gay agenda and say it's a losing issue. Everybody's on the same page. There's no reversing it. There's no winning. I say I have a big God and I have faith in him and I will fight for what is right, regardless of whether or not you doubt that it can be won because it's the right thing to do. Are you at all hopeful, Peter, that there will be people who will think that way? 
I think there will be, and I think uh, the question is how many of them. Yeah. And I think this is a time when we separate the wheat from the chaff. I mean, yes. we've all heard the politicians who say they they are they put God first, and then they don't. We'll see. And we've seen the politicians. I yep. mean, the one that gets me is, have you noticed every time there's a Supreme Court hearing, you never hear questions about the LGBTQ issue from our perspective. Well, Peter, it's such a good point. I got to end it there. But Peter LaBarber, you can check out his website at Americans for Truth. Dot com. So grateful for your ministry, Peter. Thanks again for being with us. Thank you, Janet. God bless. You bet. God bless you, too. Thanks for joining us. And we'll see you next time on Janet Buffer Today.